And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, because I know, I know, I missed last week. I'm sorry. I was feeling really crappy. I'm sorry. I know, normally if I were to say, well, I'm feeling really crappy, that was actually kind of a plug for our show. Last week, it was, I just, mm-mm. Sorry. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple. You can pretty well find me everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. I'm going to go ahead and let you know who's with us at the moment. Uh, from the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good. And just a little bit off to the right from there, Joey, good evening. Howdy, howdy. It's good to be back with you. Uh, by the way, I... I forgot as I was uh, gathering up all my stuff for uh, selecting drinks tonight. Uh, Joe, you remember uh, Stroop and Waffles, right? Stroop Yes, yes. Yes. Did you know that they make a chocolate version? Yes. Okay. I didn't. And yesterday when I was out with my son all day, because he wanted to go to Spirit Halloween from college, and the closest one is a 40-minute drive away – on a highway, ye. Um, I found these over at a big lot. So I, I had never seen chocolate Stroop and Waffles. Those of you that don't know about Stroop and Waffles, it's real simple. Take two pizzelli, stick them together with um, caramel in the middle, and then bite into them. It's good. Anyway. Having uh, had a friend from Denmark, or no, Netherlands. Yes. Uh, visit me with a entire case of proper uh, Dutch-made Stroopenwaffle. Ooh. I mean, where there was caramel and vanilla and Ooh, chocolate. You're killing me now. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure her, her goal was to put me into a diabetic coma. Obviously, it didn't work because you're still conscious today. Only because I had roommates to share with. Fair enough. So, everybody, hi. Thank you for joining us. If you're planning on joining us live, which a few people have decided to do tonight, thank you very much, you can chat up with us over on the live chat. So, Stephanie, hi. Good to see you again. On top of everything else, I think I say on behalf of all of us, holy balls, it's good to see you. It we're we're we've been thinking about you, we've been talking about you from week to week, and you know, worried about you. So, you know, it's good to see you being able to type again. So, hi. Ah, on behalf of all of us. And Felis. Also, you know, it it's good to have the two of you together now for a change. Now, you you guys do realize you're supposed to be on your best behavior to stay healthy now, right? Right. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's that's what we're going with. You get that, right? Yep. Right? Yep. Anyway. Right. right. So we have to try and figure out um what I'm going to be drinking tonight. Uh as an aside, I have finally replaced my uh beer um I was I was about to say beer stein. This is not a stein. My beer glass. I got another one at the secondhand shop because, I mean, for you know two fifty. I mean, who cares, right? I mean, it's 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 a glass. It's amazing the stuff you can find at a secondhand shop. 
another time I'll, I'll explain about that. So what we've got to choose from tonight, because I didn't tell everybody about this one, reminding you that the stuff that I've gotten the last time out was all based entirely on labels. So, you know, keeping that in mind. Mm -hmm. So for the cans, we currently have Vienna Austrian style lager from Von Trapp. You know, it's pretty nice design. Like that one. Uh, we've also got, also another small one, is St. Bernardus, the classic Belgian, and I'm going to call it Vit because it's W-I-T. I'm assuming that's Vit. I don't speak French, so, you know, what the hell do I know? I know it's German. Shut up. Leave me alone. The tall can is Skydancer Summer Ale from the Woodcock. <laughs> Woodcock Brothers, again, pretty. You know, I like it, the can. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty colored design. Again, the only reason why I decided to get all this stuff, and the only glass that's left over at this point is the Shock Top Belgian White from I don't even know what the hell company it was, but uh, this, is, this is the one that looks like that with the with the oh, with Mohawk the Mohawk uh, orange on it. Yeah. So yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, so um, I'm still I'm still waiting for the episode where you finally unveil your uh, selection of hard ciders, and I swear to you, don't if the if the one from the Dickens Fruit Company isn't there, you and I are going to have words. Um, yes, and the I I worded that very I worded that very carefully. Yes, you did. Yes, those you did. who know, those who know will know. And those of you that don't are going to be looking it up. So then the, the question becomes, which one is it going to be? So uh, you guys can, you know, you guys can kind of think it over and we will figure out what it's going to be momentarily. Uh, the glass was in my freezer for a little while. So the glass itself is still kind of, kind of cool. Kind of actually, you know what? Should really go ahead and uh, figure that out. So do we have a, uh, do we have an odds on favor at the moment? You know, I've never tried really, the I was going to go with the really pretty can. With the Which one? Colors. The Sky Dancer. Yes. The Summer Ale. Yeah. Yeah, sure, why not? All right. All right, we'll do that. We'll put the glass away. We'll put the two little cans away. Because those two little cans are cute. But they are so short, they sit in the little cardboard carrying case. You can't even see that they're in there, which means that when I want to get them out, I have to go digging Dig, to get them out. Yeah. Or the only other choice is instead of digging my hand in there, I could just turn the whole thing upside down. That's a really bad idea. You should not do that more than twice and definitely not on tile. <laughs> I'm not going to discuss this. Any further than that? Oh, almost as bad as dropping an egg on tile and trying to clean it up. Uh, well, maybe just more dangerous. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the tops uh, the top edge of uh, of the can, and they've got the little logos on there for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, you know what? Oh, I did not realize this. They're from Wilson, New York. Ooh. If memory serves, Wilson, New York, this is the Wilson, New York that's up here in the western New York, Niagara area. 
Oh, I did not even realize that. All right, well. Uh, Cole sort of. So, yeah. What the way? Whoa, what? I do not know what that smells like. It smells like some kind of. I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out eventually. Oh, this is great. I'm pouring it so slowly and so gently, and it's still foaming up like crazy. I don't know that that's a good idea. Huh. I don't know. Eh, you know what? It is what it is. I'm pretty sure you guys are getting people that are messaging me on friggin' Discord suddenly. Uh, yeah, I did hear a couple of bleeps. So hopefully that will fix that. Okay. Um, so. Okay. Well, we'll figure out. Um, it's not really supposed to have a, a head like that. I don't think. I mean, it shoe? says summer ale. So what? Shoe? Um, yeah. I started to, uh, I, I did actually succeed in getting all of my, uh, music files. Congratulations. Off my, uh, external hard drives and onto the proper computer itself. After clearing out about 170 gigabytes off my hard drive of, uh, games and other stuff. Okay. Don't read into that. <clears throat> anyway. Would you like to know how much I still have to go through? No, and I'll tell you why. Oh, God. Oh, this is not happening. Oh, hell no. No, is no. Is it nasty? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you drinking? Because I'm, I'm having a Mountain Dew kickstart right now. Yeah, I, I think I think that might, even, that, that might even be a little bit better than what I've got. I'm Renault Tech, by the way, from the East Coast. Hi. Um, the trying to bottoms up. Uh, this, this is, is not drinkable. Yeah, this is the Sky Dancer Summer Ale. Mm, um, bottle. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the, the whole reason why. I got, wow. Um, this is bitter. And, and and I don't mean like bitter, bitter, as in like you know what you would normally think of as bitter. This is like unpleasant. You should not be drinking me bitter. This is like, like an aspirin. Are you talking about like how a grapefruit is sour? Yes. Sour. Yes. Only bitter in this case. Yes. That's so that's a like bitter stuff. Yeah. That's well, gross. some Much some smaller market, mind you, but yeah, there are also some people that like powdered, decaffeinated coffee. But I mean, okay. there are some people. That how bitter are we talking here? Obviously, not like. You know, as soon as he said the word grapefruit, that's what I could finally identify the smell as. It's okay, so not so not a good kind of bitter, no. such as uh, no, say uh, Guinness Draft or Stout. No, no, no. done. No, mm -mm. that's 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 no. Even if that warms up, no, that's that's a hard no. Uh. -uh. We're talking bitter, like losing an election bitter here. No, we're we're talking like 
the reason why you're not able to actually eat Tide Pods because of the chemicals that they put on it. Kind of the same way that they put the chemicals on the cartridges for the Nintendo Switch. That kind of bitter. The kind, kind of, of the kind of bitter where <sighs> she does call you back, but it's a scathing voicemail every single time. <laughs> this, this is just. <laughs> All in lemon juice. Ah, uh, sure, sure. Let's 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 just go with that. Oh God, I, I'm not even I'm not even going to think about it. I'm not even going to bother. Uh just to get it out of the way. I did go up looking information for Rafe Badawi. We have no new news as of tonight's recording. It is now nine years, three months, thirty days since he was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting, reminding everybody that his his uh, sentence was for 10 years, plus a bunch of other stuff, but we will leave that for another time. Let me get rolling over here with uh, your opening. We'll come back, we'll do the horrible scopes, and we'll kind of deal with it from there. So, with five minutes on the clock... Your five-minute freestyle is now. Touch. I want you to just think about the term for a second, because there are a number of things that can come up. There's those of us that love music from the 80s, in invisible touch. Uh, go back a, a decade, uh, touch it, touch it, touch it, me. But you go to the now... And we've talked before about what it's like to be touch-starved. And that sucks. I can't even begin to explain why it sucks, because we don't really think about it, because we don't ever really have to deal with it ourselves. Most of the time, every once in a while, we kind of do. The times when you start to get a little, you know, stir-crazy, you get the cabin fever because you know, you're stuck inside for however long it's going to be. But the biggest part of it all is with how things have been over the last couple of years. And I can sadly say couple, couple, two, two years. So many of us have been cooped up, trapped indoors. And trapped may be a little bit of a misnomer. You know, voluntarily isolating ourselves from the rest of society, for the good of society. And that sucks. It hurts. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a handful of people that I physically see on a regular basis. Literally, there's, there's three other people that I regularly see on a Saturday. So when people go ahead and say, you know, I got a thing coming up on a Saturday, that's, uh, that, that's one I've got to kind of, deal with and try to figure out, do I really want to do that? There's some points where you kind of can, you know, you, you wiggle your way around stuff. But when you've got a group of people that you kind of get together with, sometimes, believe it or not, even the idea of being touch starved can actually be mitigated without touching. See, there's a thing about being in a cuddle pile. I mean, we see kittens do it all the time. Puppies do it all the time. You know, animals do it to 
keep warm for for safety for social stability and we humans don't really do that after a certain point you know but sometimes when you have to wonder about the physical part of touch sometimes you can get away with not necessarily being actually physically touched but just getting together with people is sometimes enough. That social aspect of who we are as a species is a really weird thing to try to deal with. The people that I get together with, we have dinner together, watch a movie together, maybe play some board games together, depending as to what's going on for us. Maybe we'll go out for dinner. Matter of fact, next week we're going to be getting together on Friday night to go to a new, uh, a new German place that opened up relatively nearby. So, you know, congratulations, Buffalo. But you don't necessarily need to be in a cuddle pile. You don't necessarily need to be shaking hands with people or, or giving a hug. Sometimes the touch is a lot more basic than that. Sometimes it's just being together. That social aspect is not something that we can simply discount. We've heard before that, you know, people who are in social circles, in, in a social group, have better health, better mental health, better physical health. And some people have attributed that to getting together for church services once a week. And other people have pointed out, well, you know, if you're in a group that looks out for each other, you know, you kind of look out for each other, regardless of what it is. So it could be a D&D group you get together with. It could be a group that you go and you sit outside and you feed the squirrels. It, it could be that you get together with folks and you go fishing at a pier. It doesn't really much matter what it is. Don't lose touch. Don't lose out on being around with us because we're going to keep being here for you. Because if what we do helps you in just this little way, it means that we can help people far, far beyond anything that we could have otherwise thought of without needing to be in the same room ever. episode 379 on the docket, Your Honor, you did not do research. Yes, in scare quotes, research. As an aside, by the way, uh, I do have to point out that this particular episode was intentionally pointed out, is, is directly uh, attributed to the nice folks over there at the Merseyside Skeptic Society over there in the UK. Very specifically, I am blaming or thanking, as the case may be, Mr. Mike Hall who, when I put out the tweet about the show and I intentionally tagged the Merseyside Skeptic Society, as well as Mr. Hall himself, yes, I'm calling you Mr. because you are in a position of somewhat authority, even though you are younger than me, you little baby you, that I credited him in it. And he went ahead and he basically said, you know, well, I, I guess we'll have to wait and see if I said some, some, some crap, basically. I'm paraphrasing. I did answer him to remind him that effectively, you know, 
if you're not on the show with us, you know, it's not like you got much to complain about because, well, I have invited Mike and, and uh, onto the show on a couple of occasions, reminding everybody that at that point it is oh dark stupid in the morning in the UK. So I know full well the likelihood of getting them on anytime is negligible at best. But who knows? There may be an opportunity where Mike will just go ahead and say, <laughs> well, saw this. I'm coming on because, you know, <laughs> this, this whole bunch, they, they bloody well know full well that I'm going to go ahead and defend myself. I, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, you, you limey bugger, come on on. Next week is our Power of Ten episode. You can say whatever the hell you want. So feel free. Just let me know you want on. <laughs> anyway. So, we've got that possibility. I don't know that it's going to happen. Probably not. But you know what? We'll see what happens. Oh, God. I'm, you know, normally I would actually try this stuff after it's warmed up a little bit. And I, by force of habit, I, you know, it's force of habit that I kind of looked over it. And I'm just like, maybe I should try to. No. No. I Nope. Nope. Now, see, if I could pour this all back into the into the can and try one of the other ones, I'd do that. But there is no way in hell that I would trust myself to do that because I've now got shakes off of this stuff because this stuff just uh, uh-uh. nope, nope. They say you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Oh God, don't I wish? Well, no, wait a minute. No, that's not entirely true. Um, Joey, remind me. Uh, Bugs Bunny was able to do it for a couple of seconds, right? You you gotta, uh, uh, a couple of seconds. He put the genie back in the, or was it? No, it was Daffy. Daffy did it. Damn it! No, in the spirit of doing your research, uh, you really should give it a sip when it's room temperature, just to verify whether or not the taste has improved in the slightest, or actually gotten worse. Ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, please rise for the national anthem of the what I'm about to say to tech without saying anything to tech. All of you who are Italian will know exactly what I've just said. Not without dinner first. This has been your Italian curse out session. I hope that you enjoyed it. And and the cannolis better be authentic, damn it, this time. Screw you. If there, the third time. if there are cannoli involved, you ain't getting a shit. They're mine. Deal with them again. Anyway. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on shame. Fool, fool no, five no, times. Shane, no, Shane was on uh, his own uh, Western sh- ah! thing. Sorry, Bridget just posted a picture in chat. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one before, and uh, I can't. Seen that one. I, 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 I can't. I can't argue with that one. I, I apologize for losing my shit over a picture. <laughs> Oddly topical comment right there, folks. It is time for the horrible scopes before we go ahead and launch into everything else, because Lord knows we need a little bit of levity. So for those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't make it up as you go along, it doesn't matter. Borrow somebody else's. I don't care. Just don't use a Sharpie anytime soon. Trust me, it doesn't work out real well. Aries. 
Aries. Jazz is a way of playing music that breaks all the rules you learned over the course of years. Your life is pretty well run the same way. So buy yourself a black turtleneck sweater, a beret, dark glasses, and a set of bongo drums, and attend some poetry readings in local coffee shops. Bridget. Taurus, you have creative friends and even more creative frenemies. If someone sends you a bouquet of geraniums, foxglove, meadowsweet, yellow carnations, and orange lilies, send them to the curb straight away. That combination says they hate you and they think you are stupid, insincere, useless, and a disappointment to them. Keep a small container of glitter to throw at them for bonus points. As an aside, by the way, I was surprised to find out that Google Docs actually knows how to properly autocorrect for the word frenemies. Thank you, Google Docs. Gemini. Why, yes, this is your week for getting the things you want at Gemini. The problem is that it might not work for you in the end. Wanting the winning numbers for the lottery is all well and good, but did you specify which week's drawing and in what jurisdiction? Think about these situations when you get a real genie you don't <coughs> 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 sorry. Think about these situations when you get a real genie. You don't want to make mistakes like that again. <coughs> Cancer Moonchild. Now that you have a date you better start learning how to dance. You have a choice. Learn ballroom dancing so you can challenge your date's competence, or learn how to do The Pigeon from Bert on Sesame Street so you can check their sense of humor. It'll beat people uploading video of you doing The Elaine. There's some people that actually remember what that is, and I am so sorry for you people. Leo, while Gemini is trying to think how to ask a genie for the winning New York lotto numbers, we're going to give them to you for this week. Your numbers are 2, 9, 34, 40, 44, 47, and the bonus ball is 49. Enjoy. It's cool that you're throwing a Libra surprise party for their birthday, but you need to know something. Those are not called angry candles. Those are sparklers. They shoot off bits of magnesium at roughly a thousand degrees centigrade. Or is that Celsius? Sorry. It's the same thing. Same thing. Cannot be blown out and they will destroy your great Aunt Emma's lace tabletop covering. No, not ever use those again. I still think angry candle is appropriate. <laughs> Joe? Who the who the hell edits this shit? Uh the stars do? The star of the show. Well, that would that would explain all the grammatical errors. Libra the, there the are no are dying. They are, just, you know what? Libra, take off any electrical devices, leave your wallet inside, and go stand outside in the rain. Just close your eyes and let the rain cover you from head to toe, washing away all of your guilt. 
Once you feel at peace, go back in the house, get naked, throw all your clothes in the dryer. There's no real reason for it. We just want to see if you'll do it. I will neither confirm nor deny that I have actually done something like that before. Scorpio, it's time to get into the basement and check on your old Halloween decorations. The most important thing is the fog machine. Make sure it's cleaned out and refilled with new fluid. And no, buying that fluid in bulk is not helpful. 55-gallon drums after delivery, way overpriced. Just make the stuff yourself. Yeah, I found out you can actually buy fog juice in 55-gallon containers. There's a lot of things you can buy in a 55-gallon drum, and some of it is very disturbing. Yeah, there is that. By the way, I told uh, Tiny Tribble about that uh, yesterday when we were out. And oh, he's the gummy uh, dicks and the 55-gallon drum and all that? No, no, no. Uh, just the 55-gallon drum of, of uh, fog fluid. And he's And I'm just like, you know, I mean, what the hell would you ever do with it? And he's just like... Dead? Do you have any idea how much they would go through for Phantom? Oh, shit. Yeah, good point. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. Yeah, you asked a theater person. I know. What I know. What they could possibly use up so know, much fog juice. It's like, <laughs> let me grab my uh, my list and my reading glasses. You're going to be here for a while. Grab some coffee. Yeah, yeah, good point. On the bright side, he has never seen Fent. Oh God, what the hell was the one with uh, with the uh, 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 Kiss? Uh, whatever, the Phantom of the the the, the I, I forget what the hell it was. Phantom of the Opera. It was it was kind of like Phantom of the Opera, but it was uh, uh, a hard rocky kind of thing. I damn it, I forget who the hell it was. Not Repo the Genetic Opera. No. Okay. Who's way, a- if he hasn't watched that, he needs to watch that. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Definitely. No. I mean, people don't even realize like who some of those people are that are in there. Like they don't realize that Bill Mosley's in there, Paris Hilton's in there, that Anthony Head's in there. Sarah Brightman does an amazing job. She's blind mag. She is amazing in there. No. Bill Mosley plays uh, Luigi. But Paul Sorvino plays Roddy uh, uh, Largo, the, the 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 head father of the family of all. He's amazing in that. The singing is fantastic. Yes, it's an amazing, amazing uh, opera. It's not a movie. It's a freaking opera. Sagittarius. It's better than Cats, the remake. Sagittarius. Just because it's possible to connect your old ultra-wide SCSI controller card into your computer doesn't mean it's a good idea. There's a reason iOmega's product line died off. Just let those old zip disks rust in the corner. It's best for everyone that way. I feel bad because I'm one of those people with SCSI ultra-wide cards. Damn it. What did you plug into that you destroyed? We're not going to discuss it now. We don't have time on the show yet. There is a fine line between being famous and being infamous, and you're right on that line. Passing out free peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to kids for free pushes you towards the former. Marketing them to people wanting to shut up a dog during a burglary attempt pushes you to the latter. So answer the all-important question, are you a good witch or a bad witch? 
far are you in Naughty Witch? I'm waiting for anybody to actually let me know that they got the reference there. I despise you sometimes. You can do whatever you want. I ain't gonna stop it. <laughs> Aquarius. Our closest star system with a near-Earth planet is Alpha Centauri, roughly four and a quarter light-years away. The original USS Enterprise at Warp 5 could get there in just under two weeks. Enterprise D or E could get there in a week. If your car could match Voyager 2's 17 kilometers per second, it would take you doesn't matter because you're already suffocated in space. Just buy a sub $1,000 telescope and look at the stars. Pisces. It's autumn, and lots of fresh-pressed apple cider is available. You want to buy locally made stuff without preservatives to make it more interesting. <laughs> open, on the open the container and leave it on the counter overnight. In the morning, if there's no mice stuck head first in it, close it up and refrigerate it after lunch. Now just wait a week to see if it gives you a buzz. Congratulations. You've just made hard cider. Now, as a northerner who grew up near an apple farm, there is actually a safer way to do that. You get the un, um, you get the, the raw cider from, from the farmer, whoever, um, and you throw raisins in it. Then you close the lid and you stick it in the refrigerator. That way you don't have to leave it overnight. The ra it will actually react with the raisins and it will become hard cider, uh, in about a week or two. But it cannot be, um, what's the word for it? Where they, uh, they heat it up, uh, pasteurized. They cannot pasteurize, uh, the, the apple cider. Otherwise it won't change. What? My dad taught me. Tech. Do you honest and truly think that any Pisceans are actually going to pay attention and follow directions? Considering I have a Pisces person in my family, uh, probably no. not, but it'll be really funny to see where they get the raisins stuck. I'm sorry. Did I effectively hear a shoe? Technically, you're right. I'm sorry. Did, did, is that what I heard there? You're technically correct, which is the best. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. You don't want to screw all that. So those well, of you that for entertainment purposes, so I can see where they stick the raisins. Though <laughs> you can stick this wherever the hell you want. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you enjoyed them, that's entirely inconsequential to me because nobody bribed me to be nice to them, and it shows. By the way, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, the whole good witch, bad witch thing, you're referring to the Wizard of Oz, right? When Dorothy asks, are you a good witch or are you a bad witch? I'm so glad that somebody finally went ahead and, you know what, thank you. It's That's very kind I see, of I'd you. rather ask and be wrong, because that's the only thing I could think of. That's 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 exactly right. Here's, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that the moment we read it yesterday. Yep. I just... I... I I assumed you were talking to the audience when you yes. said you were hoping somebody got it because yeah, because I missed it yesterday. I missed yep. your reading of this. Yeah, well, I, I got I got beat up on last well, night. I, I, I was the one reading that one last night, so Wait, my fault. Why'd you get Why'd you get beat up? 
So was it a Wizard of Oz reference? It, it, it was. I'm 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 kind of waiting. I'm waiting for Chris Evans to finally go ahead and and tweet me back. I was just making and, sure because okay, that's fine. what I thought was Wizard of Oz. And it, it was, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be Glinda the Good Witch. Yeah, well, she was a bitch. I wanted to be the flying monkey. And look, all <laughs> nope. I'm not kidding. I wanted to be how, how how Glinda the Good Witch a bitch. I'm sorry. The nicest way that she could possibly influence how the political structure worked in Oz was to generate a way for her competitor to die. Oh, and now that she's and now that she's dead, let's just go ahead and raid her shoes because isn't that what every woman wants? New shoes off of someone who's dead. But she had a green face. So did Spock, and we like him. Spock didn't cackle. <sighs> and go, I'll get you, my pretties, and your little dog, too. Mr. Mike Hall, if you're listening to all this at this point and you're finally just get on with it, guys, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. That's kind of the way that the show works, and no, we don't we don't do anything in the in the in the line of editing or anything. So that's just kind of the way that it is. So thank you. That's great. So short version of what happened on the uh, skeptics with a K show that kind of prompted this whole thing. Mike has talked at great length about. Oh God, I'm looking over the thing again. Why am I doing that? Force of habit talks about the placebo effect. And why, as he puts it, the placebo effect isn't a thing. Asterisk, and then spent the better part of 20, 25 minutes explaining what that asterisk actually means when he says, I don't think the placebo effect is actually a thing. It's not a thing. Asterisks. So he went ahead and he talked about why... Things work the way that they do in trying to understand how an effect actually happens. And we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that. We've talked in different areas about this, but there were a couple of pieces that he put into place that I kind of felt were a, a little bit, a little bit entertaining to talk through. Is this going to be a big, super uber techie kind of thing that's going to put people to sleep? Oh, Jesus, no, because it'll put me to sleep first. And really, none of us wants that. So let's start off with a very simple thing. If we want to find out what happens when, there are a number of ways to do it. Uh, Tech, you and I both know full well from the quote-unquote um tech sector, and I'm, I'm using scare quotes on this one, we know one of the ways of finding out how much can something survive, we usually go to the old example of the old aircraft test guys who decide, well, let's see what it takes to break this. And that idea continues into the electronics world to this day for software. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't just go to software. <clears throat> we use the break uh, fix test on servers and networks 
<clears throat> you get thrown into a new uh, new uh, uh, company, and you walk into what looks like the flying spaghetti monster had sex with like the world's worst, ugliest bird's nest, and the bastard offspring is the cables, power cables included, with all the other network cables, and you have to figure out what goes where. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's a nightmare, as and sometimes you have to break it all down and put it all back together, and then uh, you get told what's broken beyond repair. <laughs> but you come across that one server that nobody knows anything about, so you turn it off, and you wait for people to start screaming. Which they inevitably it's do. broken! <laughs> and Joe, you know for well that if you want to find out, well... How much lateral pressure can tires withstand on a slick surface? You know how to find that out because, well, um, you've done it. You've done that yeah. test. Here's, here's the beauty of it. I've found the majority of this week has been me sorting through the 5.6 terabytes of data on my external hard drives. And, um, I found the aftermath pictures. From 11 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We sort of had a little bit of uh, black humor with it, where I told him that even though the Corsica did not survive, Joe did. And really, when all is said and done, isn't that enough? Which, how many lives was that by this point? I don't uh, know. You know what? It, it's, it's, you've still got at least this one more. So I'm, I'm going to take it. And Bridget, if we wanted to go ahead and find out, well, what happens when chemical blah is introduced into somebody who is otherwise unhealthy? Will this hurt help not do anything? And we can test that to the uh, similar um, destructive conclusion or not. Well, are you talking about... Testing it out on a human first, or testing it out on a lab rat? Well, I mean, we could we could do both of those. Uh, let's see. Um, AC current, uh, if memory served, was tested out on uh, elephants. Yeah, elephants. So we, we found out AC current is, is bad for elephants. I mean, in large enough doses. Right? Never actually done any tests on an elephant, and Probably don't want to. I'd probably get stomped. Well, yes, you. But I mean, Edison did it because, well, Edison was an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, there are ways to test whatever <laughs> on a person. And that's kind of the point. And Might not be ethical, but you can do it. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the point that uh, Mike was trying to make for his podcast, that there are times when people will say, okay, well, this product is going to do this effect. And the question is, well, okay, how do you figure out for that if you come at it from the sta simple standpoint of, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is that you're saying it's supposed to do. I'm not understanding anything about how you're expecting it's supposed to do it. And I don't know what it's really going to end up doing. So here we need to figure out how to test that all out. And, well, let's figure out how we're going to do it. 
And there were a number of different things. Uh, f- let's start off with an easy one. Uh, I just kind of threw for studies that. Well, see now that's that's the that's the thing where it's really easy for us to kind of figure out. It, it, it's 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 really easy for us to figure out now, knowing what we know, what steps that we would otherwise have to go through to try to figure out. For instance, um, like I said, chemical X Y Z doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Sorry, X Y Z. I know, I know, UK, I'm sorry, I know, I'm sorry. Anyway. Canadians. Well, Canadians, UK, continental folks. Actually, come to think of it, if if Brexit finally actually ends up happening for real, do they have to return the Z, or do they... You know what, whatever, we'll we'll come, we'll figure that all out later. Yes, we're thinking about you guys. Anyway. It's, It's all too easy for us to think about... What would we need to do to test without thinking first about what are the pitfalls for the test that we're going to run? And we kind of forget about that. For uh, for chemicals that would otherwise be looking to become medicine, we have to take into account a lot of different factors that we really don't think too much about. Not the least of which is, what's the current health of the person that's going to be tested on? Okay, that's one variable that we kind of have to wonder about. We have to wonder, are they giving misleading information about how they are? Are we getting misleading information from the person that's examining them? to try to get them into a study. How many people are in a study? Because, I mean, let's face it, three people, four people, eh, it's not uh, its not a good number. You get, you know, a couple thousand people, you know, you're starting to look in a, a much better area because anything that gets screwed up on can, you know, even out a little bit. And then there's the quality of the chemical that you want to test out, the duration how many people are in what kind of capacity, what are their lifestyles, what have they done outside of the test parameters, have they taken other chemicals of their own and not told you about it, what kind of food, allergies. There there are so many variables, it can drive you absolutely batty. And this is the reason why I wanted to kind of talk about this. We can so easily forget stuff that would otherwise be blatantly in front of our faces because we just don't think about it. We don't see it because of that. And that's why it's funny to me to think about these kinds of things. And well, that's that's kind of part of why I wanted to talk about this. Kids are a perfect example. Children are amazing creatures where what's what's one of the biggest questions that they ask? Hey. Why? Why? And the worst answer you could give is because I said so. That's freaking right. Because is the worst possible answer. It always has been. In fact, case in point. Uh, my father regaled me with a story from his college years when he had a philosophy professor. Mm. And for the final exam, 
there was one question on the page. And the question was, why? Now, he gave the answer of, why not? There were three acceptable answers. The the fourth, which guaranteed enough, was to not put anything on the paper, which apparently one kid did. Most of the class gave long, written-out paragraphs because there was multiple blank pages stapled to it, right? <laughs> In the impression that you had to have this give this long answer. If you gave a long answer, you got a C. If you said because, you got a B. If you said, why not? You got an A. Now, I've also heard this being told as a joke. My dad's like, this was no joke. This actually happened in his college. And, um, I said, how come because is a B? So he started explaining some of the philosophical arguments and things like that to me. I was like, but when he got done, it made sense. And I was like, that's amazing. And he goes, it's also why when you ask why, we try to give you an answer. And but sometimes we'll ask you what do you think? Yeah. Telling telling a kid telling a kid because you don't you don't have to add anything beyond it. Because is one of those is is one of those dismissive answers that gives a kid a new mind who is trying to make sense of the world around it it gives them the impression that they're not worthwhile they're not worth being paid attention to they're not worth giving an answer to their and area the, of the fact that it's not even doesn't even continue also sh attempts to shut down the conversation from continuing. Mm -hmm. Children are naturally inquisitive because everything is new to them. Why is something? Why is the sky blue? Well, I'll, I'll explain it to you later. No, no, you don't do something like that. You tell the kid. The Hold answer on. is complicated. So let me, let me give you the beginnings of how the answer works. And when you're ready, I'll explain the rest of it to you. So I want to do a little variation on that. Sure. Um, granted, we're parents. So, you know, every parenting is a little bit different. But I never liked um, necessarily being forced to give an answer right then and there. So my son... Um, during the times of horror that was the early years of the custody exchange, when he would ask me a question, um, it was with the understanding that he could ask me anything and that he would get an answer, but he might not get the answer at that moment because it might be an inappropriate time to ask that question or that question might be inappropriate for the environment that we're in. Like, you know, you don't want to ask about pooping habits in the middle of a restaurant. That's a question for in the car at home. You know. Fair. Fair enough. So uh, what I told him was, is that, you know, if the question is inappropriate for the time or the timing is inappropriate to go into details of answering the question, I will let you know that and we will revisit your question. But we will not ignore your question. It will 
be answered. However, also know that Daddy doesn't know everything. So sometimes we're going to have to look up the question together. Yep. And that's really important. And it is because he did ask a lot of questions um, because his mother did the whole because I said so kind of crap. So he came to me with the same questions and we would figure them out. But there were quite a few times where it was like, dude, um, not right now. We'll look that one up when we get home. Okay. <laughs> He's like, okay, dad. So he, he ended up building a habit based on that of only asking a lot of questions in the car or when we were home. When we went out to the restaurant, it was questions about the restaurant, questions about the food. How'd your day go? The innocent stuff. Yeah. And there's something about that that should continue to translate into later life, especially professional research life. And reminding folks, research does not need to be in a professional environment for it to be valid. There are certain things that need to be done in a professional environment. Uh, testing how to uh, dissect smallpox should probably not be done in a gr uh, grunge band garage. That's, you know, uh, I'm really going to tell you, really shouldn't do that for a lot of different reasons. But the whole, I don't know, let's look it up, is also a very valid thing. Uh, Bridget, perfect example. Do doctors know everything? Nope. I'm sorry, that was not exactly the complete answer I was looking for. Could you perhaps give that the proper gravitas it deserves? <clears throat> Practicing medicine is an art. A lot of it is based in science, but it's still an art. Have you ever looked at a PDR? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact. Have you seen how heavy that sucker is? Joey? Um. I'm pretty sure that you have. But there is a reason why we have very specialties. Oh, hold, hold it. Hold it. Joey, did you hear what I heard? I'm sorry, what? I'm going to go with no. There's a reason why they call it a practice. No. Uh, Physician's no, no, no. desk reference just for meds and no 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 you you said did you ever see how heavy that is and I'm just just I mean I get your point Chew it's just it's almost it was... the size of the complete unabridged Oxford dictionary in other it's words. In other words, a 1973 original model VW Bug. I will answer that, uh, no, I am unaware as to the mass, scope, size, or weight of a PDR, because my practice, generally speaking, was in deconstructing human beings, not I putting them back together. I, I, I know, I was actually... A physician's desk reference has... Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pages in no, there, I, and there's no way. No, I, I, I know. I, I know. I know. I, I was. I was just. I was just ragging on you because of the whole. Can you see how heavy something is? Well, um, for, for people who have not, reason. yeah, for people who have never seen a physis, physician's desk reference, it is voluminous. It is a honking huge, thick, thick book, 
And, you know, there's a reason why we have different specialties in medicine. And even those people have to consult other medicines. You know, there's a reason why PubMed, you know, is so important to other doctors to collaborate, right? And go, hey, I've got this, this, and this. We've ruled out all these other things. What the hell is this? What could this be? Yeah. Uh for what it's worth, Bridget, I was actually looking for the answer. Oh, hell no. But, um, I mean. Oh, hell to the no. Yeah. They cannot know everything. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, you, you still kind of got to the point that I was looking to get to, which was if a doctor doesn't know everything, what in the hell could they possibly ever know? They do what was just suggested. You look shit up. You find out what everybody else has said about a topic, and you look it up, and you find out. And that's the same thing that goes with research. You go, you look, you find out. Preferably not from your Wi-Fi installed micro tablet device while you're <laughs> sitting on the can putting down a um courtesy flush in between. And and not where the uh, the tablet is directed to uh, the book of ugly faces. That too also brings the thing right. This this tablet currently non functional. I have to work on that. But as 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 a prop, this works out. This tablet is not a research device. This tablet, however, if it were functional, I'm going to work on that soon. If it pulled up research documents like PDFs, could be a research assistant, but it is not itself a research device. Research papers are not published on Facebook or on Google Docs or on YouTube or Vimeo or Reddit or Frank. Now, you might find a review where somebody has actually read a published um, uh, medical documentation uh, in one of the science journals or medical journals, and they might be giving a summary of it and their thoughts on it. But it doesn't mean that they're giving an accurate summary of it. It's still best to read it. And there is no shame when you open up one of these things, because I've read a few. Uh, out of just pure interest. There's a lot of complex words in there. They're like, what the heck does this mean? Believe it or not, that is where the dictionary is your best friend. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough to read through some of these research uh, pieces. And I have from time to time. Uh, they've talked on, uh, on Skeptics with a K. They've talked about how to read a research paper and when you know what to go looking for and where to find it, it's a lot less daunting. It's a lot less scary. It's still something that you have to kind of practice and work through, but it's not nearly as bad. All of, all of the different pieces about the, the majority of the meat and potatoes in the middle of the research piece, you don't, you don't need to review. You don't need to go through everything. You don't need to know how to read through the chemical structure of, of 
oh god, I forget what the hell it's called, but there is actually a way of of writing out a chemical compound's name in such a fashion that it actually inserts the formational uh, three di- three dimensional structure of the chemical that is being described. I forget exactly how it's done. All I remember is that there's a way of doing it. And oh my God, there is no reason in the world why anybody would ever want to have their brain fall out through their nose trying to pronounce these things. It's cool that they can do it, but be that as it may. But you get the starting points. You get the uh, the abstract, which gives you the overview of this is what we want to do. And sometimes you kind of have to, you know, as was said, use a dictionary, try to find some of this stuff. And then you kind of, as the expression goes, skip to the end and you read over the conclusions. And then if some stuff kind of, you know, niggles at you, it's just like, uh, yeah, this, this doesn't quite sound right. Then you can go back and try to find the individual pieces. But generally speaking, you don't have to read the whole damn thing. I heard you looking to breathe. You know, about the about the only time it's really helpful to go read the whole thing is to, you know, see what their methodology was and all that. And that does matter because it does. You know, a, a cohort of two is not really a legitimate study. Yeah, and then finding out that there were oh god, what the, I I forget which um the one of the and I'm using the expression loosely here for a second, although I'm not saying it necessarily derisively. One of the studies regarding uh, C19 and hydrochlo- hyd- hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that shit. And using that in conjunction with zinc and mm. something else, I forget what it was, some kind of a, a weird cocktail early on. And I had to read through one of those. And mm-hmm. I was looking through specifically for, like you were saying, how did they do it? How were the people broken up? What happened with these people? Because they had a fairly sizable number of people. I don't remember all the details, but it was broken up into three different groups with different criteria, with different protocols, and... Some of them lived, some of them didn't, some of them were transferred, some died while they were in the study, some died after the study, some were sent somewhere where they couldn't keep tabs of them, were they still in the numbers that were in there, were they taken out, I don't know, it wasn't really clear. So, you know, you you can get kind of bogged down into the stuff of going, well, wait, did you guys not do this right? And that's disappointing. Because trying to read those kinds of things where they're very unclear as to what happened with the study, that is massively disappointing and off-putting for anybody that actually wants to understand what happened. So if you know somebody that does you know, research studies and publishes papers and whatnot, remind them to please don't be an asshat about it. Thanks. We'd really appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand the, you know, in the, in the beginning, the treatments were just throw a whole bunch of spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And 
I know that in in the case of you know the former guy, yeah, you know, he who shall not be named, they just threw everything at him, and who knows what fixed it. By the way, by the way, sidebar for a second. When we were over at Spirit Halloween, I saw the wig that they had to imitate said personality, and they have <laughs> labeled it. They have labeled it. I, I, I shit you not. It is labeled Comb Over Candidate. <laughs> is, is that next to uh, the costume called the Karen? Uh, wig of a particular hairstyle? No, it was not, as a matter of fact. I don't think that I No, I did see one of those over there. No. I think I think there was the uh, I think it was next to classic mullet. Oh God! Yeah, but come over candidate is is good and and you know also the meme that was going around of there will be hell to pay and it was T O U P E E. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Really? They do have the outfit for Dungeon Master from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. I actually gave serious consideration to that, but I'm not going to. But yeah, uh, I mean, it's coming out now. I mean, some interesting things have come out recently that he was a lot sicker than what he was letting on, which I could have told you that just for yeah. observing his breathing and yeah, and uh, how weird it was. But uh, matter of fact, who knows? You know, at, what? if if I remember right, at the time, I think you actually did say that. Uh, when he yeah. came back to the White House and he sauntered up over there and, and he defiantly took off his mask and he was uh-huh. taking these big, deep breaths. Even I'm looking at, at that at the time and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, this looks like something that's kind of uh, emphysema-ish, <laughs> trying to not show that he's got emphysema, you know, you you, you know the kind of breathing I'm, I'm talking about? Yeah. That, that. That did not look. That did not look comfortable. Yeah, he was he was definitely a lot sicker than what he was letting on and what his uh, can't imagine quote unquote physicians were saying. But I mean, who knows if he would have gotten better on his own? Who knows what happened to help him out? You know, we're finding out now that the mono, you know monoclonal antibodies only work if you give them early enough. Mm. And so, who knows? Yeah, and that's and that's a piece that's uh, really important to discuss uh, right about now. And I and I think that's arguably one of the one of the most important pieces about the whole thing. There is simply no way of knowing all of the variables and taking them all into account. It's it's simply not possible, and it's better to look around and investigate and find out who's done this question before and how did they do it? That's the important part about science. Yes, it's a circular argument about how science needs science to to screw around with science to find out if it's right or wrong. And that's kind of the way that it's got to be because that's, that's the way that it's designed. Okay, so um, if I stuck a, if if I stuck a, a, a fork into an electrical socket, nothing happened to me. Well, I mean everything's fine. I can do that again, right? 
Oh, well, it didn't work this time. Well, what was different last time? Yeah, we were in the middle of a blackout last time. Probably not such a good idea to do that again, but it was fine the first time. Yeah, variables can change everything. Yeah. Yep. I actually know somebody in the area who has gotten COVID twice and still refuses oh. to get the vaccine. Because, well, if I've got it twice, I better be, I'm, I'm, have to be even more immune now than I was before. Oh, for the love it of... It doesn't work that way. Yes, I agree. It does not work that way. Your immune system's antibodies are not as powerful as they could be. Well, it's not when, only that. If it's you just get a have variations. Well, yeah, there's... <clears throat> yeah, and, and truth be told, I'm really worried that the the possibility that C19 might pick up no okay pick up is the wrong word for it might uh spontaneously generate the mutation like what measles has where it ends up attacking the immune system and making the immune system basically forget everything it ever knew yeah i'm worried if that happens, that is that is one of the one of the nightmare scenarios. And again, that's one of the reasons why knowing as many variables as possible can be debilitating, but is also kind of necessary. For those that don't know, measles, even though measles has been um has massively declined over the last hundred years in the United States and is almost been a non-issue over the last, let's call it 20 years, just to, just to give it a number. I'm not blaming any administration. I'm blaming timing roughly over the last 20 years. Measles has popped up every once in a while with its own little, its own little blurb that has happened. And that sucks because measles, never mind all the other stuff that measles will do. As I said, it attacks the immune system in the human body and literally makes it forget every immuno response it had ever learned up to that point. You are effectively an immunologist's, uh, what what that what's the Latin term for a blank slate? I forget what the hell it was, Casarosa or, or something like that. Any, anyway, but you don't know how to generate antibodies for freaking everything. The common cold, granted, the common cold is pretty much going to get anybody, but you're screwed. Uh, pneumonia. You're screwed. It's, 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 it's absolutely hellacious. And you have to make your body relearn all the stuff in order to make sure that, you know, you don't die from, you know, anything else that might come along. And if C19 learns how, See, it's it's the wrong ter it's the wrong terminology. If C nineteen generates that modality, we have a far far bigger emergency on our hands 
than we could dream otherwise of. And it is one of the nightmare scenarios. Well, I mean, and we, you know, still have novel viruses popping up. Yep. Um, I was reading, I think about a week ago, a few days ago, that, you know, there's a new pox. It's not widespread. There's only been, you know, a few cases of it, but it's still a novel pox that is related to monkeypox and smallpox. That's just great. By the way, uh, Felis, stuck the fork in the wrong hole. Um, I never did that. What I was actually recounting, <laughs> believe it or not, was kind of a, a twist on what my wife had done when she was, what did she say she was? Like two, three years old? And she ended up sticking a, a knife in one of the sockets, and she got she got zapped and, and pushed halfway across the room. Which, by the way, how old was this house that she was living in? The switches on the wall were button switches, one on top and one on the bottom, so that you push the one on the top for on for the light and the one underneath for uh, on the bottom for off. And the wires inside the basement of the house were wrapped in fabric. That's how old the house was. And uh, Stephanie. My pharmacy is offering boosters. In three weeks, it will be six months since my last vaccination, so I can trot along and get my booster. I love the NHS. On behalf of all of us, fuck yeah, hon. Very, very happy. Because any opportunity to keep people, um, let's say, safe, I guess is probably the right word for it, is uh, good by us. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Um I read a paper, I think about a week ago, in Med Archive, and I don't remember if I shared it with you or not, Shijin, but um, there was some, you know, experimentation, you know, with COVID-19 mm. in, in a lab, and, you know, the Delta Plus that is going around now and, you know, running roughshod through us, they were able to insert another mutation into it, which some of the variants already have this mutation, but they were able to insert it in there and it caused it to evade all immunity. What? Yeah. It caused it to evade all immunity, whether it's, you know, naturally acquired vaccine or whatever. And theoretically, this could pop up. It is plausible. This is oh, not a... Did. Yeah, because yeah, cause the Delta Plus, whatever, already has four mutations in there that, you know, have been in the alpha variant, the original, all this other stuff. And all they did was insert one more mutation in there that had been found in like the Brazilian variant or something like that. And it evaded everything. And if they could do that in a lab, this could happen in nature. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. This is not a Power of Ten episode. No, it's not. Sorry. However. Holy, holy how, no, 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 no. I. Wow. That, that, that was that, a scary thing to read. Yeah. That, that is positively. Pos, that is absolutely terrifying to me. And because this is not a Power of Ten episode. I'm going to use the only expression that I can that could otherwise properly express this for me. Mafango. 
For anybody that doesn't know, that is basically the Italian grand poobah of all curses. That is one you do not use, period. You do not use that in front of anyone that can remove a slipper and, and hit you with it because they will. I went and read through that. And like I said, it was on Med Archive, which does, you know, preprints and things like that. But it was terrifying. Who put the... Joe? Mm. You saw the picture. I only just saw it now because I saw out of the corner of my eye a little thing that went flip on... I have two monitors. The monitor in front of me is the one with the camera. The one on the left has got our our Discord stuff. And I've got a boom microphone in the way. So I can only see every once in a while something that kind of moves over there out of the corner of my eye. And I saw Joe posted something that, okay, I really shouldn't even say posted because uh, meta. I know, I know, you people don't know. You don't understand. That's okay. Just know full well that Joe's being a nick. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Joe's being a dick. And he knows it. And he is unrepentant in any way, shape, or form. Oh, there's nothing and wrong I with that. Wouldn't ha- I wouldn't have it any other way. Wouldn't have it That's any other way. Kind of like the, you know, the ones with the kittens in the yarn. I share this thread. I don't, I don't. (laughs) So back to the possible destruction of humanity as we know it. The the point of how these pieces of research happen and, and why they happen the way that they do is really important because if you end up dealing with something and you ask, uh, you ask your test subject, well, how do you feel about X? They could give you misleading information, not because they're looking to lie to you, but it could be that, Things have changed for them. Uh, For instance, if you're asking about, well, pain medication. Well, has this pain medication actually helped you with dealing with uh, blah? Uh, You you got your, um, uh, you've got phantom limb pain because you had your arm amputated. Well, is this drug actually helping you with pain? Well, uh, you're asking the question after the initial onset and the brain has had time to actually process, well, this is the normal so it's kind of hard to say if you're at a nine on the pain scale or a 12 now because things have changed. And well, maybe the drug that you've given isn't so much a pain medication exactly. And maybe it actually interferes with the way that pain receptors operate. Or maybe, oh God, I forget which, I forget which drug it was. Was it Tylenol? I think it was Tylenol. Maybe. No, it wasn't, it wasn't Tylenol. It was something else. Maybe it depresses the depressant center of the brain to elevate the mood, relatively speaking. 
Yeah, dig that. They, I, I forget which I forget which medication it was, but I remember the guys telling me at the time. So this was late 80s. It depresses the depressant center of the brain in order to boost the mood relative. Relatively. And, you know, screwing around with brain chemistry is a... a, a it is a touchy thing. It is a very finicky thing, something that you have to be very careful and attentive about. Because brain chemistry can change a whole bunch of different things. Ask Mr. Gage how important it is to maintain proper um, proper brain chemistry. I mean, a little too much iron in your brain, you know, you can, you can do really, really bad things to people. There's some people that actually know their history who are just like, ooh, yeah, mm. What was his name? Was it Phineas Gage? Am I thinking of the wrong guy? No, it was him. I had to think there. I had a brain cramp, but yeah, it was Phineas Gage. What am I thinking of? Phineas Bog. That's the other name that was that was going in my head. That's why. Yeah, Phineas Gage. Bad, bad things happened. Bad things happened. Uh, for for folks that want to look up Mr. Gage, uh, I would highly recommend the Wikipedia article because it is somewhat sanitized and you are fortunate that there are no color pictures. We'll leave it at that. But Mr. Gage was also simultaneously an incredibly important personality in the science of studying the mind, not the brain, mind you, the mind, how it operates, why it operates, and what changes can happen to it because of the brain. Traumatic brain injury does things to people's personalities, and boy, howdy, did it ever. But that's where it's important. You document these things so that people, when they look it up later to find out what happened, they can figure out what happened. And that is super important. Um... Crap, what was it? The, uh, the different kids, the difference between screwing around in science is writing it down. Adam Savage. And it's true. So how many variables, uh, are there for trying to deal with a question of anything? More than you know. That's always the answer. How many variables are there? More than you realize. There always will be. And how many of them are you going to be able to take into account? Not all of them. And you have to deal with that reality. And that sucks. But that's why you write stuff down. So that people can go ahead and cross-reference all this stuff and go, Oh, okay, well, hmm. I guess we know how to deal with this piece. And we don't know how to deal with this piece. And there's no way of dealing with this. Oh, we've got a new device that actually handles this. So let's go ahead and redo and redo these findings and see what we come up with. Oh, cool. We've got new science. Time to redo all the data sets. That's exactly right. And it's an ongoing process. Yes, it is. And see, that that's the part that 
uh, gets me is you have so many people who are like, well, science gets things wrong all the time. And it's like, well, first off, science th- does get things wrong. And then they correct themselves. It corrects itself uh, through the scientific method. And uh, there are times where it was wrong by a little bit. And they if only I needed to correct it a, a small part. And then it was part where whatever. But the thing is, is that we're always learning and building off the prior knowledge. And you can't really determine, uh, you, you need to learn more things to figure out what you still don't know. If I may. Go for it. The point of science is to get it wrong. Because you don't figure out how to get it right until you've figured out how you keep getting it wrong. That is the very basis of the scientific method. Okay, A didn't work, B didn't work, C didn't work, D had some results, let's see where we can go with that. One of the ones that, uh, I don't remember if it was on the notes from one of the, one of the previous weeks, uh, recent weeks, was uh, Adam Savage trying out nitroglycerin. What happens when you drop it from a meter up? <laughs> well, Nothing. Think about this cheese okay the original method of making cheese how the hell did they figure that one up and what were they testing that led to that don't know yeah exactly and if, if you watch videos on how they originally used to make cheese where the ingredients came from and so on you know like the, the process it, it, it's one of those that make you go huh the process of making cheese is a excellent example of the scientific method. Mm -hmm. Prehistoric man sitting there with a bucket of milk that's been sitting there for too long. Boy, I'm still hungry, though. Hey, what's this on the bottom of the barrel? Take kind of funky. I'll leave it alone. Few weeks later, I'm still hungry. Hey, now we're getting somewhere. There was another one that uh, was a, a little bit more entertaining to me. I don't know how accurate it was, but it was uh, because of pirates. Yes, actual pirates back in the day and, and seafaring people. No, we're not going to use that term. Yes, it would be appropriate, but whatever. The ones who went out on boats for the super long trek across the water from continental Europe to the um, new world. And they got scurvy. But some didn't. And it took a long time of piecing together who got sick and who didn't. And what were they carrying? What were they drinking? What were they eating to finally figure out? Oh, well, um, fruit is, like, the big limiting factor. Let's try that. And what do you know? No more scurvy. Amazing how that happens. And again, just because notes were kept, details were kept, and stuff finally got to somebody who said, well, let's see if we can try to figure this out. 
Now we could have gone ahead and said, well, maybe it was Grog. Um, I've, I relatively recently found out that Grog was basically just a, a mix of rum and water. That's, that's Grog. It, it's, it's just watered down rum. There's nothing special about it. That's disappointing to find out. But, you know, it is what it is. So, no. I mean, in all fairness, though, not not going there, not going there. Mm-hmm. But when you have potted water on board a ship that's been sitting there for months on end, mm-hmm. and you live in a age where, you know, chlorine tablets and common disinfectants don't exist. Because they're not common. Yet. Mixing. Potentially, um, what's, what's the appropriate word? Fetid water. Okay. With an alcoholic mixture is probably the only, uh, reasonable method for making it at least somewhat potable. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. I mean, considering the alternative was uh, what? To uh, uh, get a get a scoop of water from outside the ship, put it into a big pan, and boil the hell out of it, and, and also- collect the steam and, and percolate out the steam so that you've got this to it. Yeah, you can't exactly uh, use fire on a wooden deck. That's probably not such yeah, a great idea. That's yeah, something I was going to bring up. Was uh, doesn't really work out that well. I actually learned from uh, oh shoot, uh, got uh, there are a couple guys that do this, but one in particular I think is called Tasting History. That sounds familiar. Yeah, gentle gentleman goes through uh, various recipes taken from historical references and texts, and. Uh, he either makes the meal or he breaks it down and looks at, you know, the logistics and whatnot of uh, making it in that day and age. Wait, so and- we're, we're not talking about the guy that was doing, uh, what the hell was it, uh, potato chocolate cake? The different guy? I don't know, maybe. There was, there the, was- guy, the guy I'm thinking of made, effectively, he made Roman Posca and... Uh, lard. Okay, so completely different guy. There's a there's a, a guy on TikTok who does a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he that's does. T- that's TikTok. I don't do TikTok. Well, this stuff has shown up on, on YouTube too. Okay, but uh, this, this is a guy that uh, takes recipes from like the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and said, "No, nah, this can't be so good." He did a chocolate sauerkraut cake, and he's just like, "Nah," and he he went ahead and he did the thing, and he's just like. You've got to be absolutely shitting me. This is good. No. But but my point is, um Sorry, go on. He he was researching, you know, n- not not specifically pirate, but age of sale culinary practices. Fair enough. And I am surprised I was surprised to learn just how little of it actually involved heated cooking. Oh, oh my God! I never really thought about that. Because a, how uh, how much dry uh, tinder are you going to have on board a ship? And b, 
just how much fire do you want on a ship that is laden with gunpowder? Yeah, that's, uh, hmm. I had, compl- I, you know, never thought about that. Primary- so, uh, so a lot of beef jerky then, hey? Well, that's the thing. A lot of the rations were salted beef, salted pork, and they didn't even cook it. They literally just basically, they took that in hardtack and soaked them in grog and ate it like that. Look, look, soldier or sailor, it's a hard life. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 true. Sailors today, thankfully, have a slightly better uh, better <laughs> me- uh, method. Though I have to say, learning about the oxygen candles on submarines was also pretty interesting. The uh... okay. when you are a submarine, uh-huh. and you are. Dipping into the ocean, uh, you no longer have access to fresh air. You have to provide oxygen somehow. Well, yeah. I mean, you've, you've got water right nearby. You could conceivably percolate out the oxygen. There, there are three way, There are three things that they do. Mm-hmm. One is running the electrolysis machine to break down seawater into hydrogen and oxygen, and then venting the seed, uh, the hydrogen back into the ocean. Okay, which is the the methodology that I would have expected first. Yeah, okay. That that is also the slow method and uh, somewhat inefficient. Okay, yeah. Um, The other thing is that they run CO2 scrubbers. But again, they are slow and inefficient. If you are in a position where you drastically need to increase the O2 levels of the atmospheres inside a particular compartment or whatnot, they burn what's called an oxygen candle. Okay. This is... this is The, the container in which they do this, it's... I forget what chemical it is, but it's literally... It looks like a big round cinder block that they put into what is effectively a kiln. Okay. And it's self-igniting. They they have like a plunger thing that they pull up on the top of the kiln and slam it down, and that's what ignites it. And one of these candles will burn for several hours. But it very quickly outputs uh puts out a lot of oxygen. Um as a as a as a byproduct of the combustion. Here's the thing. Even on a submarine, you do not want fire. And these things get hot. So to say that they are effectively put into what are... Yeah, they get hot. 600 degrees centigrade. That's over 1,000 Fahrenheit. Excuse me a moment. I am so glad I started using tags on our shows. Because there it is. Over on the chat. Gloria Miller. Fuck your face, okay? I'm going to say it right here and right now. Why? Because 
you want to go ahead and put out this wonderful headline. What is it over here? It says, serious group of scientists declare COVID-19 vaccine risks too high to ignore. Trial site staff, September 23, 2021. There's no link to anything. You want to make up shit? I'm going to make up shit. You, if I remember correctly by that name, Weren't you allegedly found copulating with several ram, one of which had a horn that was curled all the way back around and was piercing his own ear? I heard that, allegedly. So, I mean, I, I could be wrong. It's also entirely possible that I got that entirely um accurate, but I don't know until I see the court transcript. So, I will provide the court transcript as soon as I see it. And until you go ahead and give us a link to something that we can actually review for ourselves, I'm going to go ahead and say on behalf of us all, go fuck yourself and your face. Goodbye. Let's see. The specific article that they are referencing comes from a uh, group uh, titled Trial Site News. Mm-hmm. Let's let's have a look at their credentials. Uh, healthfeedback.org. Note, not.com, .org. Okay. Claim from Trial Site News. Uh, let's see. Sources, published July 2021. Verdict misleading. Ooh, really? I can't imagine why. Uh, specifically, uh, post-vaccination deaths reported to VAERS are caused by the vaccine. Misleading. Um, claim. Ovaries uh, get the highest concentration of lipid nanoparticles from NRA vaccine or RNA vaccines. This turns ovaries into very large manufacturing plant uh, to turn out uh, toxic spike of protein. Published uh, June 24th, 2021. 20, uh, Verdict inaccurate. Hmm. You don't say. Uh, courtesy of the folks over at Reddit. Ha <laughs> ha. Is trial site news legit? Best of my recollection, I don't remember seeing them on the uh, news bias uh uh, outfitted uh, picture thing. So uh, I don't know. What does Reddit have to say about that? It's Reddit, so I can't read a lot of what's... Uh... That's fair. That's fair. But if the question is coming up on Reddit, um, and I may be painting with a very large brush yet again, it's entirely possible, and dare I say, more likely, that the answer would be no. No, probably not. Have a look here. Control F Prime. Site News. Ah, there we go. Snopes.com. Let's have a f let's have a look around, shall we? See, this is a perfect opportunity. When I say that people don't do research, I got news for you. What we're doing right now is research. It literally is just this simple. Copy, paste, Google. Google, what do you say about all this? Oh, here's a link that actually shows you the article that's in question. Well, let's take a look at the meta behind it all. 
Who's the group that's reporting it? Who's actually listed in the article? When did it come out? Was it already fact-checked? And what did they have to say about it? And where are they located out of? It's amazing the information you can get at the click of a button these days. Okay, based on what I am looking at here, courtesy of, <clears throat> and I reference these directly, guides.lib.umich.edu, University of Michigan. Michigan un- okay, that's fair enough. By the way, Stephanie, serious group of scientists? I doubt it. Yeah, when I saw that, I read it exactly the same way. Scare quotes, serious. www.forbes.com, healthfeedback.org, snopes.com, which, take it how you will, reddit.com, or, well, lib, reddit, uh, reddit library. Anyway. And uh, my, what the hell is this? Okay, I'm going to discount that one, because I honestly can't tell whether that is a credible source or not. But based on the uh, in opinions of all the other ones, no, it's no different from the other one, but I can't verify its credibility. Um, yeah, trial site news are about as accurate as uh, the onion. And the star? The Onion is a lot more fun, though. That's true. Uh, National Enquirer? We're talking uh, on that kind of level of stuff? Are we yeah, talking, are we talking Bat Boy? the crap out of Trial Site News. They're also doing something else that I, I think is underhanded and sneaky. You know, they're, they're doing some shock headlines, of course. Of course. Um... They're, I'm looking at some of these as like, oh, you, you, you put a question mark in that, so it's no longer technically a statement. Okay, okay, yeah, you're, you're, you're going down that route. But one of the things that kind of gets me is, uh, one of the posts is a video, uh, to Vimeo, believe it or not, uh, about a doctor, a cardiologist talking about rare, something that happens on a very rare event, um, in terms of a condition, a heart condition with children, um, and they were studying ones specifically where children who had this condition um, after post-vaccine versus kids who have this condition before vaccine. See what I'm saying? And so she's talking. Uh, so uh, the little bit that I could watch, because there's no transcript on this site, which okay. is the dumbest thing I've ever seen for a news site, um, is that they've kind of worded it and got it set up to mix in with everything. So they've got like a legitimate news thing going on in there to blend in, to try to give everything else some more credence. And it's like, I'm sorry, but if you put a pile of shit in right next to a pristine look at Apple, the pile of shit does not look more appetizing. So. <sighs> the idea. Oh, go ahead. Go. Yeah, the idea that we can't do research from our devices that's accurate to a degree. Again, just like I started off with, you know, the, the placebo effect is not a thing. Asterisk. Okay, these 
these these electronic devices is you cannot do research on asterisks. You can, but you're not doing nine million ninety million dollar research um chemical stuff with 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 uh, pipettes and um and crispr machines and such by the way for those of you that don't know about crispr machines holy shit is that stuff absolutely sci-fi holy balls that is so great two things i want to address real quick if i can first off stephanie that car was just fine when i sold it to you okay uh <laughs> Look! Look in the. I I I I get that now. Secondly, I I just want to point out that la- last rag I'm going to make on trialsitenews.com. dot uh, com. Um, right down on the side of their uh, little ads thing. Mm-hmm. Publish on trial site. Write for us. Write uh, when you're advertising openly to your readers. Write for us. We are ex- we are constantly expanding our list of external authors. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. What is the vetting process? If it bleeds, it leads. If it sells. Also, I would like to note that they are uh, currently headquartered in Salt Lake City, Utah, home of many. Um, less than reputable uh, news sources because, you know, Utah, who's going to sue us there? Oh, right, they can. Yeah, well, it is what it is. So, I have to, oh, God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. You know what? Gloria, I have to grudgingly say thank you. I have to grudgingly say thank you for allowing us to go ahead and blow your ass entirely out of the water with the simple idea of copy, paste, click. Thank you for letting us show exactly how easy it is to combat the bullshit. And yep, the bullshitters. There's, else here. Uh, uh, there's also something here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Um, when I was teaching my son, you know, uh, how to research stuff to his questions. Remember, this goes back to the question when children ask the question, why? Yep. Right. Um, I would show him, we, we would start looking for stuff and he would find, you know, he, the first thing to pop up, he go, there's the answer, dad. And I was like, not necessarily. It looks good. It looks complete, but it might be wrong. So now we have to go and we have to see where the sources are coming from. Then we have to see um, the validity of those sources. Um, you know, is, is it one of those, uh, because I had to explain to him that there are people out there who it is their job literally to wake up in the morning, have a cup of coffee, think of some outrageous things that are not true. Or it might be true, but they have no idea of knowing. They just think of it in their head. And then they have to present the material that they just thought up on an internet forum or a web page and present it as factual news. 
there are people who have admitted to this, like to the press in interviews and things like that, that this is not, this is not something new. Okay. Um, they are literally, literally making fake news, but presenting it as legitimate material. And they do it because it makes money. You know, if Hillary, during the time that Hillary Clinton was running for president, now I'm not saying I was a Hillary Clinton supporter or not. I don't, I'm not going back to that crap. But there was actually a gentleman who uh, admitted uh, later on that he had made several false articles and presented them uh, to various forums so that they get a lot of foot traffic. And that foot traffic made him money. Okay. I need to point out one minor detail. Uh, people who wake up in the morning and have a cup of coffee, I have a harder time trusting those people. Because, yeah, I mean... Gotta finish the pot. Come on. Made the whole pot finish the pot. Uh, I mean, okay. Anyway, the, the point is, is that... On the bright side, had, you know, had, it was, a, it was a pot. So, you know, it was a pot. It wasn't like they were getting a scoop of the instant shit. So, you know, at least, you know, they like themselves enough to have... You know. But their point out there is that there are some people out there who do it not because they want you to buy a product... Or they want you to, um, you know, tell your next door neighbor to not get vaccinated. They just do it because it makes them money. They have no other motive other than monetary. Sell the story, make money. Exactly. Sell the story, make money, move on. And he didn't get it at first. It took a while to sink in, but you know, you're also talking about a child who doesn't understand how economics work in, in the country and everything else, uh, the society that we currently live in. He understands now why people do it. And so he knows he can look at a headline. It doesn't matter if the headline comes from NBC News, CNN, Fox, whoever. He'll go around and look at other stuff. And he does what I do, which is look for the same headline through multiple sources and look for where all out of all the facts, you know, strip away the emotional stuff, strip away the emotional wording, look for the factual words and see what all lines up. And then for the stuff that lines up, find out where the hell that information came from. And, you know, if it's all coming from a single study and that study was not a, you know, let's say it was a medical one and it was never double blind. It was done by some guy in his basement. Why the hell are the, you know, aside from the fact that, yeah, no, it's not to be trusted. Why the hell is the news covering this stuff? Of the news organizations that did cover it, now I have to look at them and go, you've just lost some credibility with me. I'm going to have to go looking at some others right now. That's important. I'll, I'll just be perfectly blunt. Um Unless I can find some way of validating a claim through a reference via the Associated Press, I don't take anything at face value. And why the Associated Press? Because it's journalism done right. Because they give a non-biased opinion. And because they not only do fact, check their facts, they cite their sources. Yep. Yep. 
uh, let me see the news bias chart. Let me refine that. I know that we had it before. Uh, I've just forgotten where the hell it is. Uh, I should I should have that as a uh, uh, I should have that as a uh, uh, a link that I just get to because who what, the hell was it? No, the uh, there it is. Interactive. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna bookmark this for myself for later so I don't lose it. Uh, let's see the AP. Let me zoom in a little bit here. AP. Okay. As far as to AP's bias listing, they are as they are one of the most credible sources, along with Reuters. It is pronounced Reuters, right? Yes. Okay, and PBS. Um, PBS is a little bit more left, AP, and then Reuters a little bit more to the uh, to the to the center line, but they're still a little bit to the left. The only one that shows as a little bit higher on the credibility side for factual reporting, and almost dead center on the balance, is NPR News Now. Believe it or not. So, if you want to go ahead and get damn good reporting, AP, Reuters, NPR, PBS. Yes, AP, Reuters, and PBS are a a little bit too left of center. But considering how high they are, there is... Uh, let me let me let me double check. I don't think there is anybody. No, there is nobody else that is uh, listed higher in factual reporting. PBS, AP, Reuters, and NPR News now. It is it is comparable to where water falls on the pH scale. Water is never directly in the middle. Depending no. on depending on where you get that water from. Generally speaking, the mo- the purest you can get it is like point zero 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 zero. You get the point. Yep. You know, there are a lot of people that will see an article that they agree with. And stop there. Now, by the way, I'm guilty of that. I've done it. I don't. Uh, it, it it sometimes takes me a while to acknowledge when I've done it, and then I have to go back and now be skeptical because it was saying things I wanted to hear. So now I have to go back and do the same process that I, that I do with everything else. Does that mean it takes more time out of my day? Yeah, it does. But I agreed with it, and I agreed with it on first glance. And that's an echo chamber. Even if it was right, even if it was a good article, even if it, you know, had everything that was supposed to be, I, I still got to catch myself. And I, I, I do it because I know that there are people out there, people out there who they go looking for the stuff that they agree with 
because they project themselves onto everybody else. You know, why would a vaccine be free? Well, it's good for humanity. Well, people aren't inherently good. They're projecting that because overall humanity is good in many ways. Otherwise, we wouldn't have survived so many horrible things throughout history. Um, you might have lived in a bad neighborhood with a lot of people around that behave inherently uh, not nice, to put it gently. Um, and your social interactions might have always been lacking. And no fault of your own. You just might be in a really bad spot for somebody of your nature or your personality or even your skin color or whatever the case might be. But the point is, is that we humans do project onto others. We project onto the world around us. And um, if you don't believe me, go work retail. Go work food service. Eh, food service, you get a lot of hungry people uh, that are just angry. Uh, but yeah, go work retail. Go spend one year, one year working in the lowest position possible in retail. Not managerial, not district or regional, but at a store as a lowly store sales associate. You will see the kind of projection I'm talking about. When people come in and they're looking for something and it's out of stock. Well, you're just being lazy. You don't want to go look for it. No, it's really out of stock. What it is is that that person is most likely somebody who doesn't go looking for stuff when they're feeling lazy. And they'll just give an excuse if somebody comes, uh, you know, they, they got in the habit of giving excuses to not do it because they're feeling lazy. And so they're actually projecting who they are onto you. Is it fair? Is it nice? No. No, it's not nice at all. It's not fair. And it happens. And it happens a lot. Uh, seriously. I think that, uh, like, like the draft, I think every single person in this country, when they're in high school, like their senior year, should be forced to work weekends in retail. To help prepare them for the real world. There's something to be said for that. And I just okay. realized what the hell time it is. Crap. <laughs> We're over. We're, well, almost, almost. So we, we are going to be, uh, when we get done over here. Crap. I, yeah, I, I hate it that I lost all my freaking bookmarks. <laughs> well, I usually keep them in the books. <laughs> <laughs> da -da -da gonna hurt you people all. out there who don't know what a book is uh, yeah <laughs> pull up your pants anyhow yeah we 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 do kind of have to get out of here because i've got a i've got an event in the morning that i have to kind of deal with and i say morning kit later morning but still i need to make sure that i wake up you know in a very few short hours yeah kind of like that um Anything left on the table that uh, any, anybody needs uh, get out? That's brief. Just think it's funny when people say, you know, 
study it out, do your research. And they happen to say that to somebody who is actually like a molecular, you know, biologist who's like, Hey, I've been actually working with this virus. What do you, what, what more do you want me to research? You know, I, I've been a researcher for like 12 years. <laughs> Let me guess the, the the kind of situation where somebody says, you know, you don't sound like you really understand this uh, this particular topic. You should rec- really read Maxwell et al. By the way, excuse me. Hi, see my badge. I am Maxwell of Maxwell et al. I saw that. I saw that a couple of times over, and I'm just like, oh, I love when shit like that happens. Yeah, that was so funny. Uh, I mean, uh, one of my friends on Facebook got, you know, popped with the same thing. And it's like, well, what's your credentials? And he's like, well, actually, you know, I have a PhD in virology from, you know, (laughs) and been working with Nipah virus for, you know, 15 years trying to help find a vaccine. (laughs) And I went to school at Cornell, so fuck you. Um, if there's nothing otherwise, uh, I, I can I can do one one quick, and uh, just get us done. Go for it. Uh, the one quick is kind of tied onto what uh, what Tech was just saying. Yeah, it takes some extra time to have to go down all those rabbit holes to try and make sure that you got everything right. Yes, it's annoying, and yes, it's time consuming. But the sad part of it is, it can feel so fruitless. We're tending to be the people, not always, tending to be the people who actually believe in the concept of fair play. If we do our bit of research and we show, you know what, we actually went ahead and did exactly what you said. We looked it up and we found out and we found out that you're wrong. And here's the stuff that proves it. They still won't believe it. And that's the problem that we're dealing with. We can research all we want, and it doesn't matter what the what the thing is, whether it's a thing a post that comes up on social media or a report on virology that says that a new variant is plausible and could utterly wipe out everything that we've got. And there are people who will simply look at it and go, two plus two equals five. Because that's what I believe it is. And you can't tell me different. Don't get mad at you, too. This is not on, you know, virology, but there was a former coworker of mine that unfriended me on Facebook because she was spreading some, you know, BS about proposed legislation. And I went and actually pulled the PDF from you know, us.gov of said legislation and put the PDF out there and said, look at page 88. And I got blocked for that. Because you showed that they were wrong. Yeah. Cause I actually pulled the legislation and pointed out the relevant section and said, right here, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. I didn't say, well, you're wrong. I said, but this is not actually accurate because here's page 88 of this PDF of the actual bill. The best we can do is do our best. It's a platitude. It sucks. And there are times that we're not going to be able to get through. But 
so long as we know our stuff, we can at least point other people. We can be the educators ourselves. It's in some cases a thankless job. It's one that people will not respect in a lot of ways, but God damn it. We need to do the best that we can. Not for ourselves, but for everybody else. What's the expression? We live in a society. And I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you very much, everybody, for being with us. I hope that you had yourselves a decent enough time tonight. And you got something to think about for the week ahead. Because hopefully we'll be here next week. I'm sorry about last week again. I, I, I feel utterly bad about it. Uh, as an aside, no, I am I am not going to be drinking the Sky Dancer. I'm not even going to bother uh, sniffing it again. Because I'm, I'm just not going to. I'm going to end up pouring it straight down the sink and be done with it. And I'm going to have some orange pineapple juice before I go to sleep. That's what I'm going to do. And then I'll have a lot of coffee tomorrow morning, but we'll plan for that later. Guys, thank you for being able to make it. Tech, glad you were able to make it. You take care of yourself. And um, you too. seriously, stay safe, man. Yep. Oh, and a, and a last parting shot across the bow. Uh, for the people out there who are Catholic and are listening to the senior Catholic leaders here in the United States talking about not getting vaccinated, um, you know, technically they're supposed to answer to the Pope, who's like the highest of the high of the Catholic. And the Pope said, yeah, go get vaccinated. So um, I guess your senior leaders are uh, full of shit. Have a nice day. You know what? If the Pope can go ahead and say that uh, beaver or fish, sure, why not? They can, they can be right about whatever the hell they want at that point. There's a story about that. Speaking of which, Joe, glad you're able to make it, man. You take care of yourself and ah, uh, good luck tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to need it, but, uh, you know, <laughs> do what I can and, uh, well... You know me, I try I try not to say anything if I don't have anything nice to say. That being said, fuck Mike Pence. Damn. Usurping your position. Well, you know what? That's good because 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 <laughs> not not usurping, helping out. No, no, you've you've usurped. And this actually works out well because that means Bridget, thank you. That means that now that that's been covered, you can go ahead and just full-on buckshot blast whomever you would like. And Lord knows, it's probably <laughs> going to be several. Um, I'm going to say, um, fuck you, Steve Bannon. That's one. That's a good one. And, and all of the people who planned what is... You know, attempt. Yeah, you know, looking like uh, you know, looking more and more like a legitimate coup attempt, and and not answering some, you know, their subpoenas. If they don't show up to testify, I want the marshals to take them out in cuffs. It ain't gonna yep. happen, but I would pay what little is left of my four hundred one k to see it. I would. I would very much like to see that too. But yeah, pay-per-view, you. I'm there, buddy. <laughs> God, pay-per-view C-SPAN, that would be something. I would do it. I would do it. 
But thank you, hon. I'm glad you uh, glad you're able to make it. You take you stay safe, huh? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and keep me posted on all the behind stuff later. Yeah. Over on the live chat, by the way, Stephanie, Felix, guys, again, take very good care of yourselves. Please, especially safe, stay as healthy as possible. I, I know, I know, I'm kind of harping on it a little bit, but, you know, we kind of care about you guys. And all the rest of you also out there, please you know, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Um. Yeah, I got a, I got a, a couple of pieces of uh, housework over here. All the information for us, as well as all of our contact information, is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Voice line, if you'd like to send us a voicemail message, and that would be really cool. Love to hear some of you guys sometime. 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. I would love to hear from Mr. Mike Hall or anybody that would like to impersonate him. That would be wonderful. Uh, remember, it's not a Cockney accent. It's a... Um, Merseyside accent. So yeah, I you know whatever. It's all it's all good. It's all good. I mean, every every country has a north. Just, just go with that. There's a there's a reference for Mike if he ever listens to the letter. Uh, on top of everything else, because we are now into October, I now switch over from the summertime warnings to the. It is October warnings. Item number one is to all the Canadian folks out there. Happy Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving weekend. You guys, please stay safe and have yourselves a good time. If you're traveling to see family, please be vaxxed if you're going to be with family. I know up Canada way, it's less of an, an impetus to, you know, really push for it. But there are some that are still kind of fancy. Please don't do that please. And the important piece, because we are coming up onto the Halloween season, in the middle of the Halloween season at this point, please remember that there are going to be some kids that are going to want to throw gourds into oncoming traffic from highway overpasses. Please be attentive if you're driving at night. If you see an overpass, be attentive like you wouldn't believe. If you are going over these overpasses and you see something that looks a little funky, stop, wait, and watch. Just your presence alone can actually scare these kids into moving along. I say kids, it might not necessarily be, you know, teenagers. It could be somebody, you know, into their 20s because, you know, reasons. If you are concerned beyond that, there's nothing wrong with calling the local constabulatory and telling them, Hey, something might be going on over here. If you got somebody close by, could you bring them through? I know. I know. Yes, fuck the police. But at the same time, we deal with what we've got to the best of our ability. I know. Please just be safe. Please just be safe. So till next time, I'm going to expect it'll be next week. You all take good care of yourselves and please stay safe. So until then, as always, thank you. My lady, too damn many years on, I am still in love with you. Well, Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we're together, everybody. 
as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>